1: Let's take a look back at 2022 for Canelo. What can we expect in this new year in 2023? What can we expect in the future? Hello and welcome to Top Stories right here on ProBox TV. And as usual, I'm in great company. We're here with none other than, from Brooklyn all the way to the rest of the world, champion in two different divisions, Paulie Malanagi. Always great to have this chat time with you. And of course, because we're not happy with one world champion, we have our second world champion in two different divisions, Chris Algeri, again, a New Yorker. Great to have you guys here. And we're going to stop, you know, from the top. Let's start with none other than Canelo Alvarez, who's... Obviously, the face of boxing. Is he really the face of boxing now? And I'm just going to let you guys go at it. Is he still the face of boxing? Pauly?
2: I, I'd say he is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think he is. Uh, you know, it, the debate in this generation has always been either Anthony Joshua or Canelo Alvarez. Joshua himself is coming off of two losses in a row. Ryan Garcia still has not accomplished enough despite his crossover appeal that he's shown. Possibly that could change if he's able to win spectacularly against Javante Davis. I'd say right now, Canelo still is a big representation of boxing. Unless you want to go
3: outside the box and say Jake Paul or
2: nah, Tom Fury. Nah, that's outside the box. Yeah. I, and
1: I could see Chris just going like, yeah, very, very quietly. What's up?
3: Listen, when it comes to boxing, boxing is a sport, right? But it's also about entertainment. And when it comes to who the face of boxing, in, boxing is, you got to follow the money. And when it comes to the money, Canelo is the money train. So everybody wants to fight Canelo because that's going to be your highest payday. Everybody tunes in to Canelo because that's the guy. So, yeah, he's still the face of boxing, even coming off of what was somewhat of a lackluster 2022.
1: We'll talk about 2022 in a minute because you just said something very important. Canelo is entertainment. So does it really matter who he faces? Is he the type of guy that whoever comes in the ring with him, he's always going to be that that blockbuster, that kind of guy that everybody wants to watch. Pay for pay-per-view? What do you guys say?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think no matter who he fights, at the end of the day, there's a percentage of the population that's, that's going to buy the pay-per-views, and, and, and he's going to sell a good amount of pay-per-views. Really? I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think even with a mediocre opponent, for example, you know, you could put two top guys in against each other, and if they don't have the appeal, a Canelo... Pay per view against an average opponent will still sell more. So that's I, mean, that's I think we've seen that.
1: Would you consider that like a like a golden boy, like an Oscar De La Hoya effect type thing?
3: 100 percent. He is the golden boy of boxing right now. He used to be golden boy's golden boy. Now he's uh. off on his own. <laughs> but you know, but he's got he has the Mexican fan base behind him, and that always has put, has driven boxing, uh, the public eye. A majority of the fans uh, across the world come from Mexico. So and they are they are fervent against their against their 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 competitors. So when Canelo fights; everyone's tuned in. Oscar De La Hoya was the Golden Boy back in the '90s, and he had the Mexican fan base on him as well. And then, then Floyd Mayweather was kind of like the Mexican assassin. He mm-hmm. fought all the Mexicans. He fought on Cinco de Mayo. So there's a big drive from the Mexican fan base to make the face of boxing whoever whoever the money train is at the point.
2: But also, you got to keep in mind something. You know, uh, Canelo is this generation's De La Hoya. This generation's mm-hmm. Mayweather. But don't shoot the messenger. The business changed in that in, in that time frame as well. I mean, Oscar De La Hoya, as big of a star as he was when he fought the Patrick Sharp and of the world, and he when he fought mm-hmm. the Daryl Coley's of the world, it was not on pay per view. He knew better than to keep putting fights on pay per view. You know, if we want to, where, where we started going a little bit off the off the radar with everything has to be a pay per view. I think st- I probably started with Floyd Mayweather. So you know, and now you're starting to see it with. Uh, Javante Davis uh, against opponents we don't really know about. And and so Canelo is just following that same model. It's not like, oh, you know, he should be fighting this but or even, this guy. Canelo is probably more of a deserved pay-per-view fighter than some of these other guys that are putting I agree. on pay-per-views. I agree,
1: because Absolutely. let's let's add to this uh, but whole I don't, transition.
2: But I, but I don't agree that everything has to be pay-per-view. It's just it's just in a world where everything has to be pay-per-view for the star... As a
1: matter of fact, he he's, no. He
2: sells more than than these other guys that are putting on pay per view.
1: And just to put things in perspective, as we're talking about transitions, he is perhaps in the biggest transition that we're living nowadays that went from regular TV to broadcast to cable to pay-per-view and now digital. And Canelo has been part of that transition as well. So as we look forward, because I want to touch base on what's expected of him in 2023, and I'm going to put a sidebar, he can face anybody. We'll talk about that later. Let's, Let's do a quick recap on 2022. You mentioned it. Like, you know, like on the corner, lackluster. Uh, He had a defeat against Bivol. I think that was a a very tough fight. And then he took a win that most people think it was a little too late against Gennady Golovkin. But do you really think that fight against Bivol was lackluster?
3: In terms of what the fan base expected, in terms of what everyone around him was thinking, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I knew that was a bad matchup. Uh, I've, I've seen Bivol ringside he's a fantastic fighter which mm-hmm. we've seen now and he and he and he followed up with the with the fight against zerto you know he, he's just on a different level than these guys so canelo moving back up to 175 and fighting uh fighting bibel who's not an aged kovalev mm-hmm. just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me when they were making when they were making that fight happen and i remember fight week everyone being like oh well do you, do you think Bivol has a chance I'm like do you have a chance i think he said win let alone does he have a chance and it's just a bad style matchup um and so was it lackluster Yes and no. Not in terms of him going out there and fighting the way he fought, because he, he fought well. He just wasn't going to beat Bivol that night.
1: I, I And and I agree with that statement in so many ways. And a lot of times I feel that... I don't. N- not enough I, credit. I, I do. I, I don't. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I, it's enough credit is given to Bivol. I, well,
2: I, I, I I don't think really it's about the credit to Bivol. I think Bivol is a is, is a s- tremendous fighter. Uh, I, I think even here we were talking about... I, I, don't, I don't trust the Vegas judges. I thought he was going to get robbed, but I, I, I thought he was going to put on that kind of performance. It's just... I didn't, I didn't see a hunger in Canelo Alvarez. You know, like I saw him very ex- willing to accept that defeat. We, you know, he laid up against the ropes. He, he didn't go search for the fight. When the fight started getting away from him, he wasn't... Willing to bite down. Now, you start to say, okay, has he made too much money? Is he comfortable? You know, is, is he satisfied with his career? It could be possible. You know, he certainly he's accomplished a lot. And there comes a point in your career where you're sort of just comfortable. And, you know, you're not willing to bite that bullet and just, you know, go into the fire. You know, I, I saw that in Canelo Alvarez that night. You know, I saw a hungry b who was constantly first, constantly initiating. He was first. He was last. He was initiating all the action. And that's a hungry fighter. When you see a guy who's constantly first, you usually see that in younger fighters that are hungrier. Canelo was sort of just waiting, and the more Bebo got off first, the more he started to dictate the pace. The more Canelo went into his
1: shell. So I, 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 I can't, I can't I, just say I. have
3: got well. a little inside info here. So I got you, inside
1: info too. So I'm going to let you go with when
3: that. You some, when you said something, you said triggers my mind. When you said he goes, he, he put himself to the ropes. He did that against Floyd Mayweather, and he did that against me when we sparred. Mm -hmm. I saw when he's not happy with things going on, he'll get himself to the ropes and he looks to counter and he has someone in front of him that he just couldn't do that with, with with, with, with Bivol. So I don't know if so much it was a hunger issue, potentially, but it is something that we've seen for him in the past when he was fighting a superior boxer. But again, it it has, and you're going to go right after me. Hold on a second. Fine, okay. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something.
2: That doesn't work. If that doesn't work, you go back and make the adjustment. You search for the fight. If that but doesn't work, it wasn't working. He didn't go and search for it. At let me tell you why it didn't work. I mean, even round twelve, he didn't fight a hungry I round. And at you, that point, you knew he needed the round.
1: But I got to tell you why it didn't work. And I actually had a conversation, long conversation with Dimitri Rivol right after the fight. And he said, I have never gotten hit as hard as Canelo hit me. So much so that it was very difficult for me to carry the belt that I just got. It was... As a matter of fact, Joel Diaz was a key to his defense because he knew what he had to do. He had to bring down the arms, which is exactly what he did against Callum Smith, and it worked beautifully. But But Bivol was a different animal, much taller, much lankier, and he had Joel Diaz, who was already prepared.
2: He was catching and shooting. Callum was just catching and yeah. not fighting back. Fair. Bebo was catching and shooting. When there's shots coming back in return, you suddenly are not as enthusiastic about throwing so many hard shots at the opponent because now you know there's shots firing back at you if you don't do it right. Callum just took it like it was a video game. You know what I mean? He, at a certain he, point, it's going to break your He arm couldn't. And really...
1: He just couldn't. And, and again, yeah. going back to the inside info, Callum couldn't. He ran out of tools. Yeah. And, and Bebo didn't. So I give credit to Bevo. And with that being said, we're going to transition to the fight in September against Gennady Golovkin, the one fight that we waited a little too long. Now, that fight, we could say, ah, he could have done more. But it takes two to tango, and perhaps he waited too long. Gennady waited too long. Canelo waited too long. What what, what do you say?
3: That, that fight, I mean, the, the result of that fight was a foregone conclusion. conclusion. We've, we We saw Triple G in his last few fights leading up to that fight. He was not that... He was not impressive. He wasn't, he wasn't, it didn't get me clamoring for that rematch. I was a little, a bit nostalgic because their first two fights were so good yes. that I, w- I wanted to see it for that reason. But that's my young boxer brain when I was like a little kid getting excited about fights. My analytical brain was not excited for that, that matchup at all. And it looked similar to what I thought was going to happen. Both of them made that agreement. We're making a ton of money. We don't need to really go for it. We'll see. We'll go hard for a little bit here and there. But for the 25. most part, yeah, it was, um, but, but but at a much slower pace. True. M- much less exciting, and neither guy was really going for
1: 30 it. Thirty and forty. Yeah, That's all I have a, to
2: say. It was a bit of a lethargic fight, um, and I don't I don't blame Golovkin. Golovkin wanted that fight right away, so he yeah. can't say, "Oh, Golovkin." Go, go, we blame Golovkin. We can't blame Golovkin. Golovkin wanted it five years before he didn't get it. So you know, it takes two to tangle, like you said. You gotta, you can't put a gun into the guy's hand and make him sign the contract. Nonetheless. Did he smoke out Golovkin and wait till he got older? Probably, you know. I mean, it's you know. So
1: did so did so, Mayweather with Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. Exactly.
2: And then they they which also which <laughs> speaking of uh, they both signed the contract that also was that kind of fight where they both made so much money that like it's like let's not get so so hurt and whatnot, but. He also got hurt. He, he hurt, broke his hand, and yes, I'm speaking did. from somebody who's, you know, I've broken my hand. Like, you know, automatically, you're not going to be as explosive, as as, as willing to pull the trigger. It's,
3: it's, Wait a second. You know, Paul, I thought you were hand. a Canelo hater. You, no, I call it like I
2: see it, and and and, and when it comes, and you know, I can relate to the hand injury and whatnot. Suddenly, you suddenly can't force that action the way you want to when you have a hurt hand. And with good that point. being good said, we got to
1: talk about 2023 and what's expected of Canelo because he's recovering from a hand surgery. Don't go anywhere. I know we have a lot to say and we're gonna break it down for you. It's exciting. We have two world champions talking about another world champion. Ah, the egos.
0: <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't
0: just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: And we're back here at Top Stories on ProBox TV and the champion in two different sports, Mr. Chris Algeri. You did mention it didn't really matter who Canelo faces. He's always going to be... The face of boxing. So um, it has not been officially announced, but in May, we're expecting this fight. Canelo against John Ryder coming all the way from England, and they're going to be fighting in Mexico. Will this be, or what kind of fight do you see this being?
3: I think it's a good matchup. You know. Um... It's not an easy fight. John Ryder is a is a is a crafty, strong super middleweight. So it, it's a and just the way his body type is and the way that he fights. I think I think he poses a big challenge for, for Canelo. Ultimately, I think Canelo should mm-hmm. be able to do what Canelo does and, and get the win. But also we're testing that hand see he's coming off a major hand injury. And Canelo, for one, he's been one of the most active world champions that we've seen. Definitely Agreed. the most active golden boy of, the, of our era mm-hmm. um, in terms of how often he's fought. So now we've got to deal with ring rust and a, a repaired wrist. How is he going to hold up in a fight against someone who's very durable in John Ryder? So we, testing out that wrist on someone as durable as Ryder, you know, that, that's a real test as well.
1: Pauly, I need to ask you, because if anybody knows about hand injuries, we already talked about this in the first segment, is you. And the funny thing is, for John, for John Ryder not being a household name in the States, People would think, well, this is going to be easy peasy, Japanesey. You know, this is going to be a walkout for, for Canelo. He's just going to show up and clean it up and done. What do you say, since you know John Ryder very well, and you know what it is to return from an injury like that?
2: Um, you know, it's not easy to come back from those kind of hand injuries, you know, because you've got the hand has to be fully healed for you to go into a really hard training camp. You know, like and I'm talking about fully healed, you know, regular time in a regular life. You hurt your hand, you're not spending your life punching every day. So you can go back to doing whatever you're doing at 80%, 90% as as it continues to heal. But in boxing, the hand has to be 100%. If you start hitting too hard, too soon, you're gonna be starting from scratch all over again. So it's a patient approach. It's tedious, it's annoying, it's frustrating. And of course, even once you get back in, you start to spar, you start to get get the hang of things. You're still kind of gun shy at times, especially on the counters and on the reactions, even even the way you see an opening, you wanna react away, you're still just a little bit hesitant to use the hand the same way, you know. So, so you've got to get over all of that in the training camp, and then of course you put, you may say, okay, well, the training camp, you get over it. No, now you got to put on the small gloves again on fight night. So it, it is. There are things to overcome, and which is, which is why you need this kind of fight on the way back. And that's not to underestimate Ryder because Ryder is again, a crafty guy for me. Ryder's a good opponent regardless of coming back from a hand injury or not. I don't want to see Canelo and Benavidez and Canelo and Bebo. with respect to the fact that I feel Benavidez deserves a shot at the Undisputed title. I don't I don't think a guy that good should not be getting we, a title we, we'll shot. Talk about ben but nonetheless, nonetheless, for the moment, for the competitiveness of the fight, because I'm a boxing fan first, I want to see competitive fights, Canelo Ryder is more competitive to me than Canelo Benavidez or Canelo Bebo too. So I, right I, now. I, I prefer... Canelo Ryder, Canelo, who is the star and is still high level against Ryder, who is maybe a little bit unappreciated, but very, very crafty and has always been a crafty, difficult to deal with guy comes off of wins over guys like Danny Jacobs, who was, who's had a very good career.
1: And I've always said, just because you don't know him, it doesn't mean he's not good. As a matter of fact, there's a lot to be said about his record and who he's fought, like you just mentioned. But moving along, this fight is going to take place in Mexico. There's a lot of pressure. He hasn't fought there since 2011, where he actually fought Kermit Cintron. So going back to your hometown, because he's going to be fighting in Guadalajara, what does he need to do? What does somebody like Canelo, who we've already established... The face of boxing. What does he need to do to convince everybody he's still the face of boxing?
3: As someone who's fought at home many, many, many times, made, literally made my most of my career at home. Um, it, there's there's added pressure to that. I don't think that's going to be an issue for Canelo Alvarez. He fights in the biggest stages of, uh, for a decade now. Um, he stepped up m- multiple times throughout his entire career. Um, I don't think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to have an issue fighting at home. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a pride thing for him. He's going to train that much harder. He's going to look out. To, to to really put on a show and make the fight for real, especially with all the talk after yes. the Triple G, lackluster performance, the Bivol loss. Um, it makes me think of Oscar De La Hoya when he came off the Chernad fight and everybody said he ran. Mm-hmm. His next couple fights, he's standing in the pocket and trading, making making exciting fights. On the losing end of those fights, but still made them exciting. I, I think Canelo goes out there and looks to put on a massive performance and, and try and be the Canelo of old against a very capable John Ryder.
1: We we need to talk about the elephant in the room ego's pride that that goes along with being a champion please we got to talk about this you got to tell me how does he walk away from his pride and just fight well that that's the thing i
2: mean you're you're dealing with a situation where i think that's where the pressure comes in i don't think it's more so i don't think it's it's about him fighting in front of his hometown fans i think canelo can fight in front of everybody he's a professional mm-hmm. he's a world-class fighter and he's fought in front of tons and tons of people for a long time. I think the pressure is more so in looking like the star. He wants to come back and 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 be the star. Shut have the ego up. shut everybody up and and tell people and show people like, hey, I am still the guy. You know, remember I remember Bernard Hopkins doing that when uh, he beat Kelly Pavlik. He got out of the ring and he stared out at Press Row like at all the guys that died on him. So I think Canelo more so the pressure comes from wanting to do that, you know, to wanting to put on which means you can't just beat a John Ryder you've got to really put on a, a stunning performance. And that's not easy against a guy like Ryder, who is sort of un, unappreciated by
1: fans, and they're not, they don't really know how crafty and good he is. Well, there's a lot to be said about this fight in May, and obviously there's another fight that we're looking at because we might have their next rival for September. Benavides, might he be the next guy? I don't know. We'll be right back. We'll have a lot more on this fight and Camel after this break. Canelo's 32 years old, and he's still the face of boxing, and now we're looking to see what's going to happen in 2023 with uh, the face of boxing's career. As a matter of fact, Polly, let's go back. Um, just a few years ago, March 6th, you retired. You were 36 years old. At 32, Canelo's looking to still stay at the top of the pound-per-pound. How do you see that happening, if it's at all possible?
2: You know, I think at 32 years old, he's closer to the end than the beginning. You know, some guys have had longer runs than others, but if you look at Canelo's run of form up to now, you know, hes I feel he's slowed down a little bit. doesn't mean he can't maintain his status at or near the top of the sport for a couple more years. Uh, But, of course, you know, you start to think about, uh, you know, how much does he have left? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Can he maintain his, his status at, at least on a pound-for-pound list? I don't know about the number one spot, but he, he's always going to be in that conversation you know, and, and because, again, his star power still remains and it's still going to be there. So once you have that kind of star power, automatically those kind of conversations arise.
1: So we're, we're talking about this May fight against John Ryder, and there's always a probability of him coming back in September, and he says he might want to just finish the year. And at 32, that's a lot of activity. We mentioned it that he's one of the most active fighters that we have. When we look at the list, and still as undisputed at 168, who do you think should be the name that we should handle for September?
3: I like the David Benavidez fight. Mm. I think and I think my partner Paul and I are gonna probably disagree about this, but I, I think it's actually a good fight for Canelo at this stage. Because it's not gonna get easier. As Benavidez gets more, what I think it, it becomes like his more his maturity gets into his real his real um, prime years. I think at thirty two, at thirty two, I was still in some very big fights and still mm-hmm. performed very very well. Uh, speaking from from my own career, so Canelo, I don't think he's necessarily so much out of his prime in terms of his physical capabilities, but I do believe Benavidez has not reached his prime yet. And that that window is opening soon, so I think the sooner that Canelo fights him, the better. Almost like uh, Felix Trinidad fought David Reed early on, or Fernando Vargas early on, got them before they really. Mayweather became what did they could it to Canelo. Been. Exactly. So great, great, great example. So I think Mayweather. Uh, I'm sorry, Canelo has that opportunity to beat the younger guy before he becomes that lion that I truly believe he's going to be. Because I will, I will agree with you for that one. I think Benavidez is an absolute beast, but uh, I think getting him earlier is better than getting him any later because. They're, they're on opposite trajectories. Canelo is getting older, Benavidez is getting older, but one's approaching the prime, one's moving away from the prime.
1: And as a matter of fact, since we're talking about the Benavidez fight, he's going to be part of our big fight preview. You cannot miss it. It's going to be David Benavidez against Caleb Plant, and that's a fight you do not want to miss because, I insist, I agree with the guys, Benavidez is a very good opportunity for Canelo right now. Like, there's urgency for that fight to happen. And I agree with a lot of the points that Chris just made. I agree, and I disagree here. You disagree? You know, I, <laughs> I, I like, think if where?
2: Canelo was going to do Benavides the way, you know, certain other guys did the young fighters, he would have probably done it a little earlier. But I think he already had this trepidation about Benavides even before. So now the problem is that by waiting more, you get what. Canelo did to Golovkin, you're getting it done to you. Mm -hmm. So now you sort of have to fight him. And Benavides isn't going to go backwards. He's going to keep getting better and better. And, again, with all respect to Caleb Plant, because Caleb Plant, if he has a really motivated performance, I think can at least... I don't think he wins the fight, but at least he can show some flaws in Benavidez. It's a little bit of the footwork and maybe Benavidez's inability to cut the ring off in the way he pressures you. There's some things you can work on uh, that you can kind of show some... So
1: you give give Caleb Plant an opportunity against Benavidez?
2: I think it's an opportunity to be a good fight. I think Benavidez beats Caleb Plant, but I think there are things in Caleb Plant's style that can show us some flaws in the pot in, in, in some of Benavidez's style. So perhaps and, and, and it's and
1: an opportunity for, for Canelo to look at the fight and say, hey, I'm gonna see those pockets yeah. and those again. those blacks and those Again, yeah, but his footwork yes. isn't
2: Caleb Plant's footwork. So again I don't Wait, I don't wait, know. wait.
1: Let's not forget what happened to Caleb against Canelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Styles
3: yeah. make fights, though. Styles yeah. make fights. They're definitely different types of guys. But you yeah. got be, be, be. Again,
1: style makes fights. But, but, here, if, the, but here's the problem. The
2: cat's out of the bag already. You know, before, you didn't know if the cat was out of the bag. Now you know if you force the fight on Canelo, Canelo does not really fight you back. He'll kind of go into a shell. The cat's out of the bag. Before the cat was not in the bag, they were still like, oh, how do you beat Canelo? It's the big mystery. Wait. He's the pound-for-pound pound best. Now... You have kind of seen, you know, what happens when you bury him in activity. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. Benavidez buries you in activity yeah. if he can get to you. You got to have fast feet to prevent the but ha- output. But hold on, from on a second. Hold
1: on a second. But we do understand that this opportunity for Canelo is obviously, if you just mentioned that Caleb can put Benavidez in the spot, Canelo can see that spot too, and he's a very smart fighter. You got to be yeah. able to what do, do, do you it. Say?
3: like I said, well, I think also, I think it's piggybacking off of, of Paulie's point. I mean, a couple things that were out of Canelo's hands pushed his timeline off. Maybe he did want to get Benavidez earlier, but with COVID and then the hand injury, you're know, adding a year, if not more, to the timeline. So now maybe he, when he was trying to get him when he was younger, if that was even an idea in Canelo's head, now he's got him more closer to his prime, and he's a, and he's a tougher opponent now. I'm but just Paul, you also to said post. what he said. A year ago today, we're talking about Canelo, like, how do you beat that guy? He's, he looks unbeatable. Bevo comes along. And now we're talking about Canelo's not even in the top five for the power pounds, some, some people are saying. So, but
1: the, boxing is so unfair in so is. many ways. But you, you know what? Lately? The one thing is we're looking forward to looking and seeing a little closer that Caleb Plant, uh, David Benavides fight. You can't miss it because it's right here on Big Fight Preview. Uh, on behalf of Polly and Chris, we bid you good night. We're going to be back with a lot more in boxing right here on Pro Box TV. Big Fight Preview right here with us because, of course... I I have a slight feeling that Benavides might be in for a surprise. I don't know, it's possible.